A conservative Ohio lawmaker is trying again to get Governor Mike DeWine charged with felonies over his coronavirus restrictions. Cleveland is on a pace for one of its most deadly years for homicides. And we still have no clarity from a federal judge who goofed up big time on a case involving ballot drop-off boxes. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing for Thursday, October the 8th. From Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer, I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. One of Ohio's most conservative lawmakers is not giving up his increasingly quixotic fight to see Governor Mike DeWine pay a price for his coronavirus policies. State Representative John Becker of Claremont County has asked a state appeals court to order the arrest of DeWine on 10 charges, including terrorism, inducing panic, and interfering with civil rights. In August, Becker introduced articles of impeachment against DeWine over the same issues, all related to how DeWine has handled the coronavirus. In a statement released last week, Becker said some of his colleagues have been reluctant to sign on to the impeachment resolution when no criminal charges have been filed against DeWine. Attorney General Dave Yost tweeted in response, If the affidavit had said the governor turned into a werewolf at midnight and knocked over a liquor store, it should be dismissed on its face. Representative Becker's affidavit is equally absurd and warrants no expenditure of law enforcement resources. Cleveland matched its homicide total from 2019 with two daytime killings on Tuesday, putting the city on pace for one of its deadliest years in a long while. The 133 slayings this year in Cleveland is tied for the third highest number of homicides in a single year since 1994. The number of young people killed is on the rise to 10 children under age 18 have died in homicides this year, matching last year's total and 47 victims were under age 25, already seven more than in 2019. State officials have told Cuyahoga County elections officials that they cannot proceed with their plan to set up ballot collection sites at county libraries, saying a federal judge in a written order incorrectly described a policy set by Secretary of State Frank LaRose. U.S. District Court Judge Dan Polster misread LaRose's directive allowing ballot collection outside elections offices to mean anywhere outside the elections offices, not right outside, meaning like in the parking lot, which is what LaRose intended. So Polster said the issue before him was resolved because elections officials could set up off-site ballot collection. He dismissed the case. LaRose's office told the Cuyahoga officials Wednesday they most certainly cannot set up off-site ballot collection. Whether Polster will reopen this case to correct his glaring error is not clear. The city of Cleveland's Department of Public Health said it has not identified any more coronavirus infections while conducting contact tracing on 11 positive cases linked to last week's presidential debate at the Cleveland Clinic. None of the 11 people who tested positive for the virus in the run-up to the September 29th debate received credentials or accessed the debate hall. Most of the positive tests were from out-of-state visitors. 
Even though the clinic hosted the event, it issued a statement Wednesday saying that the Presidential Debate Commission and not the clinic was responsible for enforcing coronavirus protocols. The president's family did not get tested or wear the required masks while attending the debate. A Republican former candidate for state legislature has filed a $1 million civil lawsuit against Larry Householder, First Energy, and others involved in the House Bill 6 bribery scandal, claiming the ex-House Speaker's operation wrongly used dark money to run defamatory ads against him. It's the latest legal aftershock following the arrest of Householder and four allies in July, on charges that they used $60 million in First Energy cash as bribe money to secure passage of House Bill 6. Bobby Mitchell, a suburban Columbus pastor who filed the suit, asserts some of that money was used by a householder-allied group, the Growth and Opportunity Pack, to run negative ads against them last February as he was running for House District 78 southeast of Columbus. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. We'll be back tomorrow for another roundup of the news. 